Hey, gals, guys, non-binary. No, I mean, you know what? I fucked that over. <laughs> That's a great start right there. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to uh, another episode. It's a special episode of Cult of Comics, uh, where we're going to be doing a breakdown and covering the latest episode of WandaVision yet again. Uh, it's been an interesting uh, episode, uh, but first, before we get into it, I have to announce who we are, what we're doing, what this is, if you are tuning in for the first time. This is Cult of Comics. We're a podcast about comics, comic book related medias and everything that happens in between. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler. This is Sean Walsh and my good friend, Josh Crave. Hello. What's going on, hey. guys? All right. Uh, How you guys doing? That's Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Got new comics. Day. It's Wednesday, my dude. Ah! 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 that you wanted to like call out before we go into the episode or anything you wanted to like just announce? Cause I, I, the first thing that I just wanted to say was, uh, Obviously, there's a lot to break down with this episode as far as like materials. I guess I'm just wondering if there was anything that you guys uh, caught that was kind of like a behind the scenes thing. I, for example, I didn't know that there was going to be a lot of like little Easter eggs to the MCU, like that uh, Jimmy Woo thing. I had no idea about that being tied to Ant-Man. What do you mean? So that whole card trick that he does. Oh, oh right. yeah. Himself, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That whole thing. For those who don't know, that actually is a tie back to a callback to Ant-Man uh, when Ant-Man teaches him or is uh, requested to teach him how to do the uh, magic card trick. Uh, and he finally got it down. It's just After one of those five little years of practice. <laughs> it's just one of those things that if you pay a lot of attention to, you're going to see it. But if you don't pay attention to it, you're totally going to miss it entirely. Yeah, there's always somebody rewatching the movies. I'm sure if I had rewatched it again, maybe... Nah, I wouldn't have caught it. Yeah. Yeah, some people have like an identical memory for like these little details and things. They've watched movies yeah, so many times, I, they just know everything. I didn't even notice that he, you know, flicked his card out. No, neither did I first time. Really? Nah. What the hell's the matter with you two? I was Too probably busy looking, looking at, my, at phone. my phone. Yeah. I hate you both. <laughs> <laughs> this is this this is my comics crew, guys. This is this is the cult of comics where we just stare at our phones. Praise be to the phone. All right. Well, um, I guess we can just uh, jump right into it. Um, starting off at the beginning of this episode, it starts out with a cold uh, open, much in the yep. same way that this is a doozy. Mm-hmm. I loved this. And oh yeah, I will say this: I I really don't want cold openings like this to just be really ham-fisted. Like if I could have it be a very rare occurrence that could you know, surprise me every time. That's what I want to happen. I don't want this to be a normal thing where they just constantly are just throwing them out like left and right. And that's just boring to me. Like, I want to be excited about it. I am still excited about it, but I can see this being something that can get really tired really fast because this is like the second or third one that's occurred now with the, the Marvel Cinematic World. What were the first two? So I know for the first one, it was Endgame. Uh, I think that there okay. was another cold open with... Was it one of the Captain America movies? I can't remember, but I guess I'm just saying that right now it's feeling like this is becoming more common. This was done well. I'm not saying this was done poorly. I loved this, but yeah, I think uh, this 
in this episode it fitted with the whole style of the episode because the episode wasn't fully like it wasn't a full cohesive like beginning and end it was lots mm-hmm. of segments intersecting yeah. with the well, previous episodes this episode you know one two and three set a pattern number four is finally answering some questions yeah mm-hmm. what was the title of this episode um i don't it had a we interrupt this program yeah that we was interrupt this program is that really what it is yeah all yeah, the episode like titles are really neat okay yeah like episode like three that. was now in color Right, I remember that one. Okay, well, so what happens at the beginning here uh, for those who are somewhat confused, which I have had some people to ask me like questions, like I don't really understand like, what's going on. Have Have you watched? How How are people confused? Watch the movies. I know, I know, yeah. it's a thing. But Jesus the, Christ, I know, I know, I understand. Listen, but there's normies out there. There's going to be normies who are going to watch this and be really confused. That's okay. They're the highest grossing movie series of all time. Watch them. (laughs) All these people were, uh, yeah. Why are you watching this if you haven't watched the movies? So everyone gets snapped at about the same time. So they're unsnapping right where they were unsnapped. So there were all Mm -hmm. these people in the hallway at that time. Well, they made that comment in uh, the second Spider-Man film, right? With uh, Far From Home, where everybody just kind of came back to their original spot. You know, people were in the band. And they were just, yeah. you know, they were holding their yeah. trumpets and everything or trombones and then just. Well, I'm, right I'm thinking like when the snap happened, there seems to have been a lot of people in the hallway. Seems to have been a busy uh, hospital even, you know, before this, you know, right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Happened. Well, there's for me, the I, rule, I think I think of the rule of nature wanting to fill a void. So it's the it's the uh, the human mentality to see that space and then want to fill it. I oh, think yeah. That would make sense. I think there was uh, something like behind the scenes where they're like, you know, if people were flying in a plane. The Hulk was smart enough to say, "Okay, well, they're on the ground now. We're gonna snap that's, them back." That's a great little retcon there. Like, somebody. yeah, yeah. Like, here's the problem, though, is that those people I don't definitely think, died. I'm, I'm. Well, you could also make the argument that it's not just necessarily about their place in space, but it being tied to a specific item. So, for example, to an airplane, to a movie theater chair. You know, it, you could say, make the argument. I mean, even then we can go even further and say, well, space time moves constantly. So yeah. more one, one moments of uh, one presence in space changes over time, five years. Yeah. That, that space is filled or shifted by like five inches or so. I mean, you can make the argument that where is that? Millions time, that, of miles, billions of miles. You have no depending idea. Depending on your frame of reference. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But what are we you know, the Hulk did that like, oh, this is going to be like a genie wish. So we got to put all, you know, they're saying behind the scenes, he's, you know, thinking about all that and saying, okay, we're going to put everybody in a logical place. Yeah, it, it, it's the, the, the argument here isn't that, you know what, the easiest way to explain it is just that it's a movie. It's a, it's a comic book. It's a superhero storyline, you know, like there's not that. I understand the desire to want to fulfill some of these things and make them make sense. But we also have to realize that they used fucking magical stones to bring a bunch of dead people back from outer, from, from reality. So we don't have to think that hard about it. How about just, they snapped, they came back, they're back in the anyway, original place. I, then they go on. So the opening goes with Monica Rambeau, uh, also known as uh, proton uh, from the original comic book series. She comes back. She's, trying to find her mom because the last place she was was apparently falling asleep uh when her mom was uh running off to get taken having the surgery for uh cancer 
comes back hospital is in a complete flurry everybody's panicking which i really liked because i think it kind of adds to the uh characteristic not only of her just coming back and being like where the fuck do i belong what's going on here but also giving us more of an insight about people coming back from the snapping, and then so while this you know unblippening is happening the whole end game final battle is happening Mm. Oh, yeah, you've pointed yeah. this out. I actually, I'm, I'm excited to hear this because this is a really good point. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we can get into that too, where so everyone's getting unblipped. Everyone's trying to figure out, you know, what's going on at the same time, you know, the final battle of Endgame is happening. So in Infinity War, at the end of the movie, Wanda, Scarlet Witch, gets blipped. So she basically fades away after uh, Vision has died. And so now everyone's unblipping, Wanda's unblipping. So she unblips, everyone, you know, immediately jumps through the portals to do the final battle. They kill Thanos, everyone goes home, except, you know, Wanda's finally unblipped. She realizes, you know, Vision didn't get unblipped. He's not, you know, alive still. So, I mean, I, it seems like in the final battle with Endgame, she still knows that he's dead because she's pretty pissed off. But now she, you know, has to, deal with the grief and different people deal with grief differently. You know, if you're the God of thunder, you go on a, you know, five year binge (laughs) of alcohol and food, or if you're Wanda, you try and, you know, unmake reality, make it what you want. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of layers out the, um, I guess the setup for like where Wanda is in this and kind of gives us a better idea of where we are, not only in the sense of like time, obviously, but also where she is mentally. So I just wanted to, I guess I was excited when you pointed that out, when you said that you went back and watched uh, Endgame specifically with that sequence, it was completely outside of my mind. So mm-hmm. this is why people like you, wait, we need people like you to exist to, to give us those little yeah moments. So they defeat Thanos and somewhere in that, you know what they say it took rambo two three weeks to get back to work so in that two to three weeks they've realized that you know wanda has caused this anomaly yes um i think that my criticism of this episode so far has been uh I really, really liked this episode. I think that I would have just enjoyed this more if maybe it was episode five instead of four. Because um, I like yeah, the slow burn. Go ahead. This happens just slightly before the halfway point, which I think maybe one episode later would have worked well. But I guess with having Monica thrown out of this fictional world yeah, in episode three, we did kind of need this. Well, you could have break. thrown her out in uh, you know episode four, but you know yeah. you need... You need three data points to, you know, create a pattern. Mm-hmm. So, How... you know, they created that, they, they've created their pattern of, you know, we're progressing in this specific manner. This is how things are going down. And now we can kind of deviate from that. Mm. I think, yeah, I'm just going to say slight spoilers for upcoming episodes. Not all of them are sitcom episodes. Oh, Okay. Well, you are wait a minute. By that, do you mean that it's going to be like this last episode where some of them are most of them are going to be sitcom episodes, but 
What do you mean you don't know? You you just make that announcement and then you're just like, oh, I don't know any other specifics. Well, I'm basing this off of the images that are on IMDb because we've got a 90s episode, we've got a 2000s episode. And then after that, there's some pictures of the real world stuff. Well, I mean, I kind of expect this to be a mix of both. I didn't go into this thinking that this was going to be mostly sitcom, but I was really surprised and very happy by episodes one and two. I, I chuckled a lot. Yeah. Uh, but in specific, what I liked about this is that it's continuing that setup. Uh, and I don't really like it when someone, this is the benefit of having a show that comes out weekly is that it allows conversation like this to happen. Yeah. You binge a show. Yeah. I, I'm really enjoying Marvel's whole distribution method with their Disney plus shows because especially with this and Mandalorian, like me and my friends watched an episode and we're like, holy shit, like this reveal at the end of this episode, like mm-hmm. what the fuck's going on? Whereas when well, you got a show- this is the way on, it used to be. Yeah, but when you got a show on Netflix, for example, where all the episodes come out at once, the hype of the show is gone in four days. Yep. Like the new season of Stranger Things come out, comes out and it's the biggest thing Netflix ever released. Like, holy shit, people are talking about it all over online. And then four days later, no one gives a shit. Yeah, they're and on, that's they're the next part season of, that. of Sex Education. Yeah. I've heard that they are going to uh, start switching some of those shows on Netflix to weekly releases as well, just because there's been evidence that some shows are benefiting from this. One of the examples is uh, Great British Bake Off, which I absolutely adore with all of my heart, because I don't even watch that many like cooking shows or baking shows, but there's just something wonderful about that, especially Noel Fielding. Oh my God. Uh, but the weekly release schedule kind of gets you more engaged and it also gets you, you know, like, oh, well, I wonder if this is going to happen. Then people have that conversation. Obviously, Marvel and especially Disney want to have that continuing. This is the thing that I think that they have above most other companies is that they not only are putting out great product, but they're aware of how to put out that great product. And yeah. I mean, aside from Thor 2, you know, I would say that they've been a massive success. No disrespect to uh, I, the actor. I who... will say this about Thor 2. Um, it's better than most DC movies at this point. Agreed. I completely 100% agree. Um, I also want to give a shout out to the actor who played uh, the Elf Lord. What's his name? Help me out. Christopher here. Eccleston. Yes, thank you. Um, he's a great actor. He deserved yeah. way better than what he got in that role. I hope he comes back in maybe the Loki series or I w- I, Me too. He, he deserves another shot because he is a great actor and he was just so generic in that movie. Yes, unfortunately. Um, I didn't even realize that was him. It's a really, it's, that's, that's even that's worse. That's part of the problem. Like, yep, that's a really yeah, big so problem. so forgettable you didn't even realize he was played by Doctor Who. Um, with this Thor episode... 2 kind of takes me on to my big point of this episode is I forgot is... how much I love Darcy's character. Yeah. Oh, Jack absolutely. Jennings is pretty great. Yeah. She is yeah. one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Like she had Absolutely. me laughing hysterically in Thor one and two, and in this, her first scene had yeah. me laughing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was really surprised to see her in this, though I shouldn't be surprised because it's Disney. So they're just like, yeah, absolutely, fucking throw everybody. She in. was already but announced to be in it. This is a big no surprise idea. cameo. Didn't pay attention. You to have that. to understand. You have to understand. I went into this blind, and I've been making myself go into this blind. I refuse okay. to know anything about this. Yeah. I've been like keeping myself in the dark, where I'm just like, I'm just gonna watch it. I'm going to experience it. I'm not going to know shit about it. And let's just have fun with it. Um, I 
I will say this about her character. I feel like they did the cliche writing point where they were like, oh, here's a genius who just has all of the points and suddenly some miraculous thing. I get that yeah. that's the purpose of her character. I guess I just don't necessarily think the execution was all that well done. That's like a small criticism that I have. Um, I think that's a fair enough criticism. Like she did kind of show up and she's this astrophysic physicist who just sort of, yeah, I get yeah. what you mean. Um, what do we feel about uh, the sequence where we get to actually see the interaction between Wanda and Monica? It surprised me because obviously we didn't get that in the previous episode. Sure. We like Vision just ran back into the house and she was just suddenly gone. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was a lot darker than I expected, like Wanda really turning on her and being like... Yeah, I mean, that that kind of, you know, cranked it up just a little bit, seeing her blasted through the wall. But then you forget all about that as soon as, you know, the dead Vision comes back through the door. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're like, oh, was... this is an even bigger thing right here. Yeah. That really, really surprised me. I, I saw that and I, I actually gasped. <laughs> yeah. I'll admit. Um, my wife was, you know, looking at her phone. I'm like, look, look at the TV. <laughs> yeah. Look yeah, right yeah. now. You're going to miss it. Yeah. No, that's the story of my life. Um, <laughs> but this, I, 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 when this episode ended, I remember thinking, how was that 25 minutes? Holy shit. I was so engaged. Yeah. I didn't even realize how much time had passed. Yeah. Which it was a, is a good sign. episode. These episodes, yeah. it, it makes me so upset how short they are. Well, like, <laughs> short by our standards, absolutely. Yeah, yeah not but, even 25 minutes. Yeah, and like the problem is you see like, oh, it's oh, like no. a 35-minute episode and then like... The 10 minutes are 10 credits. minutes are credits. It was the same with Mandalorian. I was like, I, I still got 10 minutes left and then like suddenly just cuts to credits. Ends. And I'm like... Well, yeah. well, Mandalorian really varied in their runtime. Yeah, like sometimes you'd have some... a 45 minute episode sometimes it's a 25 minute some episodes like just like what we needed minutes. to tell the story yeah the big reason why the credits are so long is because um it's disney so they're investing in translations and subtitles yeah. and different voice mm-hmm. actors doing different uh because they want this to be a worldwide thing every single person should be able to have access for them um so and they hire while on the topic of credits it thanks some of our favorite comic creators for their input into vision and wonder in the comments i'm hoping that that's going to be bendis king etc um definitely tom king i think bendis because uh... there has been multiple nods to his work with uh house of m so i should hope so yeah um i'm gonna see if i can just find out who they shout on yeah go ahead um i wanted to ask did you guys notice how when monica rambo was in sword and she was looking through the wall and she saw a picture of her mom and her nickname was proton Oh, I'm going back I to don't think quick. I picked up on that. Yeah, that was the on the placard. It's it's a picture of her mom, uh, and it says in quotes in between her name. Obviously, her nickname. It says Proton. I which said I was Photon. Photon. Thank you. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Forgot for the love of God, just fucking drag me, Marvel nerddom. Um, she's a ball of energy, huh? Well, have you read anything that she's been in? No, I I don't think I don't read much Marvel stuff other than like Wolverine. Okay, so Wolverine my recommendations for people who are curious about this character, some uh, iterations you can look at is obviously Kelly Sue DeConnick's uh, Captain Marvel run. She's a character in it because she was Miss Marvel for a little while. Um, she was Miss Marvel during the original Secret Wars event. Um, she, I was really confused the first time I saw her because uh, when I first bought all of the Secret War issues, I was reading them while I was like in a doctor's office or something. And I'm just like powering through them. I'm like, who the hell is this character? I hop on my phone, look it up and everything. Find out that she was a character that uh, 
took over the mantle of Miss Marvel for a little while. She's been best friends with Carol Danvers for years. Um, that's why everyone was so hyped to see her in the Captain Marvel movie because she's not, she's an important character in the context of that superhero dim, but a lot of normies are not going to know about that character much in the same way that not I a lot didn't, of normies. I didn't know about her character. Even after watching Captain Marvel, I didn't realize she was a big character. And Did she you think they got Lashana Lynch to who played Maria Rambo? Do you think they got her to come back for just that picture? Or do you think they took a picture of her and like shopped on a wig and <laughs> the, uh, the uniform? I I kind of hope it's the latter, just because I think that would be funnier. But yeah. knowing uh, Disney, as, like, they probably planned this out well in advance and took the photo while doing. The maybe, movie. but uh, it. I it mean, it seems, hasn't been that long. Captain really Marvel hasn't. came out in 2019, even though it feels like it was five years ago. Yeah. Here's the other question. Here's the. I feel like the TV shows is something that's a more recent thought process, and oh yeah. I don't know how much of how much of this has been planned out, but I mean, obviously, there's the announcement that there's going to be a Wakanda TV series uh, for Disney Plus as well. Uh, how much of that is going to be revolving around the fact that uh, Chadwick Boseman is dead? How much of that is yeah. based around the popularity well, of the characters? I think in one of the articles that either I posted or one of you guys posted that they were like, "Oh, we have to, you know, rewrite a bit of the TV show." So yeah, I think at least it was been planning the... on it for a while. Yeah, this, it was an article you sent where they said yeah, Brian Cooper at least said longer he was rewriting than like, scripts. You know, longer than six months they've been thinking about it. Mm. Yeah, and okay. they said, Ch- uh, not Chadwick Boseman, um, Ryan Coogler has signed a five-year TV deal with Disney. Yeah, uh, but that's spread across like different things, not just Disney+. Plus. Okay. Okay. I think still... that's what it said. But it seems like it's going to be, you know, uh, more than just a Black Panther TV series. Like, you guys, you know, if you do the Black Panther TV series for us, we'll let you do, you know, other projects you've wanted to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just as a uh, quick uh, shout out, by the way, for people who are looking to collect uh, Monica Rambeau uh, because of the hype around the show, you can get her first appearance, uh, which is the Amazing Spider Man annual number 16 from August in 1982 as Captain Marvel. Um, as Photon, she was in Avengers Unplugged number five in 1996. Uh, her newest identity right now is Spectrum. Uh, it looks like that was uh, in Mighty Avengers volume two, number one from 2013. Um, in case anybody's curious, especially if uh, this character ends up uh, becoming someone more prevalent, not just throughout this series, but other series, as well as the next Captain Marvel movie, which has been confirmed of having her in it. Yeah, I think she's going to be in the uh, Miss Marvel TV show as well. Oh, right. I keep forgetting about the Miss Marvel TV show. That would be, okay, yeah, so really cool. She may be becoming like a central figure mm-hmm. for the okay. you know next saga. I wonder if, this is just me thinking out loud, I would really dig on there being uh, a Marvel's book at some point that specifically focuses on you know, Carol Danvers, Spectrum, Miss Marvel, and Ooh. even uh, what's his name? The original dude who played uh, Captain Marvel, um, the Kree soldier. Yeah, well, that would make for a pretty good anthology series or just, you know, I agree, you know, like they do with the uh, the giant Batman book that they release every now and again with a bunch of different stories of the Bat family. I agree. 
I agree with that. Yeah. So um, I might, I might buy that. You know, if they did like a one shot like that, I might buy that. That's a pretty good, you know, good for you guys. Maybe good for me as like a primer for all the different Marvel characters. Yeah. Maybe they could follow DC's footsteps because DC, whenever there's like a milestone issue, like issue 1000 or something, they put out mm. like a anthology sized book with multiple stories in it. So maybe there could be a Captain Marvel one where we get some Carol Danvers stories. We get some. Rambo story. War Machine some... story. <laughs> so I'm looking at the Go Collect. This is comics.gocollect.com. Uh, what their uh, reviews right now are for a 9.8 first appearance of Monica Rambo. Uh, it is currently going for $400. Uh, it, that, I can't tell if that's graded or not. Um, but it has increased dramatically because of the TV show. I'm not that surprised by that, like at all. Um, eBay sources are saying that right now they are selling for, uh, most recent one was 150. That's ungraded. Uh, I see another one for around a hundred. So pretty decent. It's just a matter of, uh, I guess if you're getting them, uh, top quality or graded. Cool. I know that there's going to be a lot of buyers for the, uh, Riri Williams, uh, first appearance because of the show. I, I've already been looking for some of her first appearances. Oh, that I was th- already. I you're going to say you're already selling them for high price. I'm surprised you don't no. have Riri Williams' first appearance. Really. I I actually did. I had the whole collection, but I gave that collection to a friend uh, of the Invincible Iron Man Bendis stuff just because I thought it was going to be kind of a nice gift. I knew that character was going to be worth something at the time. I even told the person that I gave that to, like, "Hey, be mindful of this." But you know, I. I like to do that with my stuff. I mean, I've told you I'm willing to send you comics. It's just, yeah. I like comics. I think people should enjoy comics and I'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of a money for that sometimes. Obviously, I'm not going to give away a first appearance of Damian Wayne or Bane or something, but... I thought we were friends, man. Yeah. Very disappointed. <laughs> not yeah, that be- good of a friend. Not that good of a friend. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> because we're talking about Bendis, because you don't have any uh, video today, I'm just going to put up a picture of you with like a little Bendis I caption. I swear to God, if you do. <laughs> like, I swear yeah. to God. Um, <laughs> I swear to God, if you just sent him a picture of it. You son of a bitch. I'm looking, you fucking bastard. That's going to be you know on what? the YouTube version at this timestamp <laughs> when we're talking about this. <laughs> you know what? I deserve it. That's fine. That's yeah, fair. you do. All right, all right, all right. This is because of all the Twitter arguments I've been getting into, isn't it? Oh, just wait till they find our YouTube channel. Oh, son of a bitch. That's going to be great. Well, yeah. All that, right. Yeah, we just mentioned now, follow Ty on Twitter for if you want to see arguments unfold. No, don't follow me at all. I'm a curse on the world. Don't do it. I am not a source of entertainment. You're just going to get mad and then you're going to hear my yeah, shitty views he, on politics. He was late to the episode recording because he was busy getting into fights with five some scottish person theorizers and anti-vaxxers i can't even see them because they blocked me but i got they (laughs) i don't even know i know that one of the things they said was fly in drop a comment and then block you no they left like 15 comments before they blocked me okay fly in drop 15 comments and then fly away and block you there was some scottish woman named amy she says state of this my god see if this can stay in this area He'd be in hospital, fucking birdie. Middle class better not come to us. And this is like the actual like typings of what it is. See if you see this here. You know, that's all saying brave man winky face. 
God, I love Scott. Have you guys ever um, seen a Scottish person Twitter on Reddit? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You can post these on there. I forgot about that. Sorry. Oh, that's such a good point. Uh, What was the... um, what was his name? He used to have a, t- a late night TV show. It was taken over by that one dude. Craig Ferguson. Corbin. Craig Ferguson. God, I love him. My favorite segments were always when he would just go so full Scottish that people that he couldn't even understand when other people were doing a Scottish accent, especially with Jeff. Oh, that was the best. All right. Well, enough of that weird segue. Let's go back to the original show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> talking about- Let's keep this All down right. to 20 we're minutes, still guys. We're talking about WandaVision. <laughs> So I, I guess go ahead. I was just gonna say I love how wholesome Jimmy Woo's character is. Oh, he yeah. really is. He really is. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. here's a question: Is Westview uh, in the comics anywhere? It will be now. I mm, I kind of hope not. Honestly, I don't like it too much when the comics reflect the uh, shows of the television. Um, the top result is MCU. Uh, yeah, that's all I'm seeing here. Yeah, it looks like it's... Well, there's the Westview Herald. I'm seeing that Westview, as well, but that's New also Jersey. still... It's still there's the MCU. Oh, yeah. Derp. Um, hmm. One thing Wait I don't mention is, do we know oh, who... Oh, shit! I'm so stupid. Of course I know what Westview is. Oh. Avengers Standoff. It, oh, it says it may be an adaptation of Marvel Comics' Pleasant Hill. That oh okay so it's not confirmed okay that makes sense that would make some interesting points though it would be really interesting to see if all of these characters were uh villains or well no that wouldn't make any sense because i'm fairly certain they confirmed that they're all uh sword agents have they confirmed that no you remember when they put them uh put the names up on all on the board there was at least two that were confirmed uh as being or at least maybe it was just the one who come fight me on twitter really i, I see that now you fuck <laughs> <laughs> you fuck i was gonna say do the reason monica's called to westview is because someone that jimmy woo has in witness protection went missing yeah is this possibly I... a character we're supposed to know <gasps> oh shit is this going to be the mystery cameo that paul bettany's been teasing I think so. Yeah. For those who don't know, Paul Bettany has said that uh, by the end of this episode, it's going to change your views on the MCU and that there's going to be a revelation, uh, a revelation character uh, actor. Uh, we don't know who that is yet. We're all very excited for it, obviously. Now, is it contra- I was, I would actually not be opposed to that. Yeah. Um, I got to point this out really quick. Contrary to this really awesome comment that Paul Bettany had made, Somebody on uh, comicbook.com or something like that had did an interview and said that for those of who are like frustrated with the pacing or whatever with uh, WandaVision right now, it's going to go back to a more superhero themed kind of thing. But I don't understand why that is. I want the risks to happen here. I- I'm tired of normies having a say in these things. This is this is why I like the MCU. Yeah, but I think it need it needs that like like. We haven't really got that much story progression in the individual episodes. And I don't mind it, that. It, yeah, but it needs like an overarching thing. Like, here's the thing: somebody to enhance this so we can really look at these profiles of each of the characters. Here's the thing: this isn't just about what's going on inside the bubble. The story is like what's happening. Uh, 
besides what you're immediately viewing. You got to look at it like what's behind the curtain. That's the whole thing there. And if anything, I think that's what the metaphor for the magic episode was, is there's more happening behind all of this. Obviously, we know that with the radio. Obviously, we see that now with sword. But yeah. even then, there's more peeling back the layers, like an onion or an ogre. You just got to peel back the layers. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one like Shrek. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I knew what you were doing. Okay, as long as you know what Shrek is, that's the important thing. If you didn't know what Shrek was, I don't know if we could be friends. Yeah, speaking of Scottish people, Shrek. Is he Scottish? I thought that that was just a really weird uh, British accent. He's Scottish. Mm, listen, Scots, British. What's the difference? Well, Scotland <laughs> is British, but oh. I think you're using British oh. instead of English. Well, that's a... Huh. Huh. What that What's mean? going on? Oh. Sorry, what are you was... doing in my swamp? Ah, I don't know. I'm looking, I'm watching the scenes where they're identifying everybody and they go past uh, Norm and it says his alias is Sit Ahmet, but that's part of the uh, Lorem Ipsum text. The what? When you don't have, uh, you know, text yet, but you need a body of text, there's this uh, Latin phrase. Uh, yes. Lorem yeah, Lorem, I've got like the whole thing on Photoshop now. Lorem Ipsum Dolor Sitamet. No, there is no one who loves pain itself, who seeks after it and wants to have it simply because it is pain. It's a placeholder. Yeah. What? Well, they clearly spent a lot of time coming up with that name then. Uh, it's Corruption, a corrupted version of some text from Cicero. Okay, you're, this is all going over my head. Explain. When you're designing like a website and okay. you say text is going to go here, but you don't have the text yet, you put a placeholder in its place. And like kind of an in-joke or just norm, I guess, uh, is this giant thing of text called lorem ipsum okay you google here i'll just put the wikipedia link no 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 no. i want you to explain it we're on a podcast here just explain yeah it. i know but you can read this as well and it's it's just a bunch of latin uh well from... i mean i'm familiar with the philosopher cicero i guess i just didn't understand yeah. what the context of this was so you're saying that it's like a, a coding reference yeah kind of it's just if you don't have the text available paste this in so a lot of times okay. you go to a website that's not complete, you'll see lorem ipsum, dolor sit amet, and you'll just okay. see that repeated over yeah. and over Whenever again. Whenever I create a new text box on Photoshop, it just puts this in, and it's very annoying because I don't want the text there. Uh, okay, okay. I think I see what you're saying here. Does this have okay. deeper meaning? Is Norm a placeholder? Is he a simulation? Does he have yeah. some bigger well, role I mean, if forward? his alias was Lorem Ipsum, but it just takes those two words, sit on Met. Wait a minute. This is giving me thought bubbles. Hmm. Maybe, maybe instead it's more that... Okay. Maybe he's either a creation, like, by himself... 
maybe it's that he is the character that's uh yeah there's nothing uh, like in the marvel universe for that it just i mean sit on that just translates to a lot but i'm wondering if we pulled this up maybe it was just lazy uh placeholders from the uh folks that were making this they don't I mean, seem to make that kind of mistake that's what i was gonna say that's what i was gonna say i feel like this is not one of those things where they they, they would just do something accidentally it feels very intentional yeah. with this well in the you know the profiles that they put up they put their I, i'm i'm maybe leaning towards that being a mistake because it shows the alias on all the other people like herb herb beverly is beverly it should say norm in that place mm-hmm. interesting okay i see what you're saying okay no he's not norm he's ted or something norm is a different guy okay all right so yeah going back to the episode i think um what do we think of jimmy Wu's little notes on the whiteboard one of them is why hexagons, which makes me think of Aim. Yes, I saw the hexagons. Wait, I, why hexagons? That makes you think of what? Aim. I mean, I would really be surprised at this point it, if Aim isn't somehow involved in this. I guess just because of the little the Easter egg about Hydra, the beekeeper. Well, I mean, we now the know beekeeper that that was just, was a, just sword. a member yeah. of. I, I get that, but I think the visual, like the visual cue of having a beekeeper was because she's being controlled by AIM and AIM's hiding somewhere else. Is this just mm-hmm. the Hydra plot all over again, but with the sword and AIM? Hmm. I mean, I don't want this to be one of those, like, oh, Hydra popped up and they're accidentally inside storage. That would be ugh, boring. But no but it's just the the them pointing out the hexagons on the whiteboard and we've already mentioned before the beekeeper is reminiscent of the aim uniform i mean yeah but okay so there's two things a hexagon uh is synonymous with a beehive there was the beekeeper so at that point that's the thing that i'm thinking about with aim is is in my head i'm thinking okay well aim has oh wait a minute what's hive no that's uh, dc i'm thinking of something here but i can't think of what it is there is something connected with the the hexagonal shape when it comes to uh bees and beekeepers etc in marvel but i can't think of what it is hmm Apparently, um, there's some people suggesting that it's a Mephisto tie, and I just don't really see it. I think that's a bit far-fetched. Yeah, that seems like a um, that seems like a reach. I I would I would I don't think that makes any sense. Uh, we've got a character called Swarm who is composed of bees. He's a Spider-Man villain. I remember that one, but I, I don't think that that's. That's not what I'm thinking of. Um, I'm. I really do think it's aim. It, it just. It, it would make yeah. sense. Yeah. Like, this is clearly Wanda in charge of this. But I have it, seen a theory online 
the, the credits are reminiscent of Age of Ultron, where we see the inside of like Vision and the inside of Ultron, like there. Oh, from synapses, Age of Ultron, where system. they're yeah. explaining what a program looks like. They have that visual exactly. of yeah. going through the code. So someone said, what if this is Ultron taking over Vision's dead body and manipulating Wanda? Yeah. Because he did kind of pull Ultron into himself in Age of Ultron at the end. Kind of burned him out, but maybe there was yeah. some, you know, feedback. Exactly. Uh, maybe. You know, I, I kind of, the only reason I hesitate on AIM is like, you know, they didn't know that, you know, the events of Endgame were coming. They weren't, it's not like anybody was staged no. and ready to go and ready to, you know, this capitalize on everyone week- coming back. Yeah, because this is two weeks after the unsnapping. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But another just, question... Sorry, go on. No, I... Go ahead. I was going to say another question on the whiteboard is, is Vision alive? Yeah. Which we don't know. Well, no, we don't. But I feel like that's kind of that same question of is she just manipulating his dead body around? Yeah. Because, I mean, with that end of the episode where you see his fucking ripped out crater of a head just empty of all yeah. color, I mean... So... Is that her snapping, or is his vo- is his body present there? He, it, I feel like his body is there. You know, okay. I've seen speculation that he's you know controlling it from somewhat because the end of the episode always has him with the remote control, you know, moving them along to the next decade. Mm-hmm. Um. What else was there? Yeah, we throughout the episode we do get sort of the real world interruptions in the world, like the radio, like the um, little helicopter drone. We have the beekeeper going in, so we do sort of see all these little interruptions happening from the outside perspective. Hmm. You guys like Norris Barkley? Of course. Yeah. So the uh, the end credits, like right after Vision, you know, clicks the remote and we're just the first couple of seconds where they do the please stand by. And then you're seeing just those little recordings from the episode kind of reminds me of their smiling faces music video, especially when it focuses in on the, uh, you know, husk of Vision. Mm hmm. Seems like they're, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen the music video for this. I have. It's, it's kind of a I, documentary I know about Gnarls Barkley through the years. Or, well, saying that they somehow have been around forever. It's like a documentary style and showing them appearing all over the place. But some of the uh, video in there, they're jumping from decade to decade, showing them in the background of all these different events. Kind of reminded me of that. I guess the thing I'm trying to get at is is this going to be the setup where Wanda is completely the one in charge and she's just snapped and she accidentally reveals the villain or is it that a villain is, is manipulating her? Because right now it seems like she's in control. It feels like 
I would rather it just be her and yeah. maybe Vision, like having some sort of feedback from Vision. Well, have you noticed how Vision is somewhat aware? Like she's had to manipulate him when he has some sort yeah. of like... Uh, yeah, like in episode one where she has to tell him to save Mr. Hart. No, I wasn't okay. even thinking about that. I was thinking of like episode uh, two when he's like, you know, there is something wrong and then it's, it glitches back. Episode three. Episode three. Yeah, thank you. That there was a moment of clarity for him and she couldn't handle yeah. it. So she just like put it right back. And with him in episode three as well, we have him talking to the neighbors. Mm-hmm. So I, he's the way he's still in there, like sort of trying to like, if he was just under her control and he was a simulation and not a real character, he wouldn't be having these interactions with these neighbors where he's finding out yeah. the truth. He so is interacting with them. They're interacting you know, they're interacting back and forth. I think it kind of reminds me of uh, Bruce Willis in The Sixth Sense. Like, he wasn't able to interact with people, but he's, you know... Yeah, I see that. Thinking he's part of the real world and then realizing that he's, you know, been dead the whole time. Yeah, it's just the fact that he's still able to interact. Like, he's learning the truth about Geraldine. Yeah. It, he He's definitely sentient somewhat. Yeah, there's some form of him, but he's going to eventually realize that he's dead. Yeah. I don't know, living on borrowed time or something. Yeah, so it's still just, we don't really know what's happening, where it's going to go with these characters. I feel like if, somebody has said this to me before recently too, you know, that if this doesn't follow through with a really strong ending, I don't think that, maybe it was you who said this, Sean, that I don't think that they're going to be doing, they're going to take as many risks in the future. I really hope that that's not going to be the case because I'm really enjoying this. I want there to be more challenges. Yeah, I want there to be variety in this universe. Yeah. Yeah. My worry about this show is with with Elizabeth Olsen and Kat Dennings confirmed for Doctor Strange 2, I'm worried it's going to tie too much into that at the end. Mm. Yeah, there'll probably be tie-ins to other things when I'm hoping the story resolves. I hope so. Before we get to that, I'm I'm not seeing how they could do a second season. Like, I think this is just going to be a one-and-done type thing. I think we get a second wave of shows where maybe some of these other characters come together and we have different mashups. Yeah. But I think for the most part, these shows will have one character, then it'll move on to like a second series. It will spin off and something. We might get like Vision and Winter Soldier or something. Not obviously yeah. that show wouldn't happen, but I think we're going to see instead of a season two, we're going to have an evolved series of something else. With I know what you're saying. So knowing that it's tied to uh, Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, there's a multiverse going on, obviously. So it it would make sense for Doctor Strange to show up at the end of this season and then mm-hmm. want to get involved because he shows up at the end of uh, Avengers Disassembled, pops up, is like, hey, I need to check in on Wanda. That would make sense to me if he is the surprise appearance or something. Um, can I confirm that? No, absolutely not. Because this is definitely tied a lot to uh, Tom King's vision as well. So, I mean, <laughs> who the hell even knows? But yeah, I'll just shout out now. We are going to be doing some episodes on some of these old comic runs like Avengers Disassembled, House of M, Tom King's Vision. Yeah. So subscribe and keep your eyes peeled because we are going to be talking about these runs and how they influence this show. Mm-hmm. 
at some point in the next few weeks, few months. Yes. We'll get around to them eventually. Um, have you guys sorted those yet? I have not. No. no. I'm not too mad about that because we're going to be doing that last God one. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't really think of much else with this episode. What about you guys? Uh, no. Got to go right. frame by frame through it again. See if there's any details. Okay. Yeah. I, like... I just... Uh, this was a nice break from the uh, pattern they've they've established, but I hope we you know go back to focusing on the uh, just focusing on Wanda and Vision. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think we're going to get like another three, maybe like eighties, nineties, two thousands, and then we might get the sort of break into reality and maybe just a little pop out and pop back in. But hopefully, they go back to focusing on Wanda and Vision. I'm going to make but a prediction just... right now that. Wanda is gonna be fighting sword, is gonna accidentally reveal the person who was in uh the witness protection program with Jimmy Wu was mm-hmm. like a villain or something, or is trying to escape a villain or something like that. And it's gonna lead into a big fight somehow. And I'm definitely calling a prediction that Benedict Cumberbatch is gonna be at the end of the season. It is very possible. Um, yeah, because if we've got three more episodes set in the simulation, like 80s, 90s, 2000s, that takes mm-hmm. us to episode seven. Then we've got two more to sort of resolve in the real world. We might get yeah. 2010s, but I don't, unless it does like a big bang theory type thing. Maybe. Well, they're going to be doing yeah, a modern family one. That's confirmed, but that's I don't know about like big bang. Is that 2010s or 2000s? I think that started in like, what, 2008 or 2007? Something. Uh, 2009. Okay, so that might be, might get a 2010s episode then, and then the final episode's real world. Yeah. So we haven't had any 2020 sitcoms yet. There's there's plenty of 2010 sitcoms. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could do like, uh, uh, what is that? Rules of Engagement? Is that one? Yeah, I think that was late 2000s, maybe, or it might be. Listen, you're trying to ask me about shows that I don't give a shit about anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They'll probably do something like Mike and Molly. Uh, I don't even know what that is. Is that the comedy about the two big people? Yeah. Okay. Very politically correct. Well, they are. They're big people. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, in deaf culture, they describe uh, themselves physically without like any... uh, filter just because they're like why would we why would we do that like you're this is a description of who you are like this is just if you have a scar on your face we're gonna say that if you're if you're big we're gonna say you're big etc okay yeah 2010 sitcoms nothing that's similar to what's going on here unless you do the the one that pops up is like schitt's creek i don't understand the hype around schitt's creek i tried really hard to get into it and it's like it's okay yeah i I like I've Eugene Levy. Heard, I, it? It's yeah. a uh, else... Canadian comedy. It, it's won uh, multiple awards. Yeah, most of the stuff from the 2010s is very ensemble. Yeah, kind of sitcoms. Yeah, I There's think not the too many husband ones, and wife. I think the two big ones are Modern Family and Big Bang Theory. Are the yeah, two I would big agree. Ones I can yeah. think of. You can get uh, Two Broke Girls. Cat Dennings. Cat Dennings. Dennings. <laughs> <laughs> 
That would be kind of funny. If I kind of do want a weird... Big Bang Theory episode so we get Vision saying Bazinga. <laughs> or oh, something of the like, yeah. Everyone just breaks their back from cringing. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to say, Paul Bettany during this entire season has just been a, a Perfect. gold. Uh, I love him. He's Protecting been hamming it up so well, but he, he's doing it so perfectly. Elizabeth yeah. Olsen's not too bad either. She's doing a good job, but I think Paul Bettany's just, he's on another level. He, like he could be in these like 50s sitcoms and well i'm gonna put i'm gonna point this out really quick she's actually acting like a lead character in these sitcoms and i think that's working to the benefit since she's the focus of the show right now yeah um and i would say that paul bettany is acting like the side character kind of like you know um i love lucy's uh husband character you know ricardo yeah ricardo ricky ricky Thank you for knowing that. I couldn't think of the name at the moment. Um, yeah, no, I think that that's working to her benefit. I think the problem, though, is that much in the same way that you would see with multiple other movies and shows, the side characters sometimes have more thought put into them than actual main characters, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I can think of several examples of that. So if this is going to be the end of this, before, if there's anything else we want to no nothing else no just cat dennings is great yeah yeah uh i want to do a quick shout out for stuff to read at the time obviously we've mentioned tom king's vision obviously we've mentioned house of m and disassembled um i also want to give a shout out to kurt Busick's run on avengers because the connection between wanda and vision is really prominent there uh and Busick does a really beautiful job of making you care about these characters he is <laughs> I've seen multiple times people will go on Twitter and say, you made me cry because of this issue. And he's like, listen, I'm sorry that I've made 5,000 people cry just in this one Twitter thread for different stories, but oh, well, he's a really good writer. Um, he is a writer of- that I've never really, I've always heard good things about, but I don't know if I've read anything by him. I strongly I- recommend his Avengers stuff. Yeah, I've got, I've got a lot of his stuff on my list, like Superman, Secret Identity, um, Astro City, Mm-hmm. Oh my Marvel's. God! Astro City gets ah. Uh, uh, did way did more he attention. do Kingdom Come or was no? No, you're thinking about that was Mark Wade. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. What did um, Marvels? I think yeah. Marvels was a great one. That was one of the my earliest um, exposures to uh, high class uh, comic books. Honestly, uh, it's on I was the really list. lucky about that. It's it's really good. I I strongly recommend it. My list um, is just never ending at this point. I also want to say that if you're familiar with uh, Bendis's run on Avengers, there's a specific point with Hawkeye and Wanda that is coming to mind. I don't know if it's necessarily pertinent to what's going to happen in the show. It seems like a far stretch, but just just something I thought I'd throw out there. If you know, you know. I'm not going to say anything to Josh or Sean over here about what this is just because... And I think that if they find out about it later, it might be interesting for a conversation, but I I don't want to spoil anything. Not anything gigantic, but um, it might tie into some of these fan theories as well. Uh, So if you know, you know, obviously give it a, give it a look, give it a shout out, go on Reddit, go comments or whatever. But in the meantime, this is our episode. Thanks for tuning in for another episode about uh, breaking down WandaVision. Uh, My name is Tyler. These are my co-hosts and good friends, Sean and Josh. Uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at TCH Brown, Sean. 
Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Walsh 747. Josh? I'm somewhere. <laughs> I know you have, you, you know what? I'm going to reveal your all of your social media one day. I'm just going to be like, look, here he is. Here's where he works. All, all Here's where he them. lives, man. All of his social media. All <laughs> I'm just going to dox the shit out of you just for the fun of it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, please give us a like. Give us a follow. Uh, we're on all of the podcast channels. We're on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Um, I think we're going to be trying to set up a Patreon here soon uh, where you can give us a dollar. Um, in the meantime, give us a like, give us a share. If you like what you hear, if you like what you see, uh, thank you. Thank you for turning in all hail and anything else you want to say guys. I'm good. Cool. Yeah. Praise be. Praise be.